Welcome to the Rising Kings podcast, where we enable you to raise your standards, elevate your performance, and live to your highest order in business and in life. If you haven't already, make sure that you hit the subscribe button so you don't miss out on any feature content. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Rising Kings podcast. I'm your host, Michael, and of course, with me, we've got Ben Salkeld, our founder and director. What's going on, Ben? How are you? Good, man. Back from a busy, big week. You know, we had our Brisbane event last weekend, which was really good. Had about 26 guys show up, plus about 13 Rising Kings brothers. So it was good, man. It's good. It was good to get out there and meet people and get the brothers together. Nice, nice. But yeah, for today's topic, I just kind of, I'm just going to rip into this one. I just want to talk about what is comfortable pain. And I'm, I generally don't know why we haven't sort of, you know, had a discussion around this topic, but I think it's a really important topic to sort of, you know, talk about. So before we go any further, I'm curious, like, like from your perspective, what is your definition of comfortable pain? Yeah, man, I'll use a analogy to draw light to it. So picture a bed of nails and you lie down on the bed of nails. And when you lie down on the bed of nails, it hurts at first. But if you stay still long enough, it starts to kind of feel okay, like you can handle it. Right? And so you can stay lying on this bed of nails for quite some time. The challenge is, however, now imagine you're on this bed of nails and then over to the side and off the bed of nails is where you want to get to. You want to get to the other side of this bed of nails. Now you're lying on this bed of nails. Yeah, kind of hurts. But if I stay still, really still and don't do anything, I can bear it. Now someone's there saying, hey man, let's get you off the bed of nails. And you go to roll on that bed of nails and it's like, whoa, man, like that really hurts. I don't know if I want to do that. I don't know if I'm willing to, you know, put in the effort to get and go through the the challenge and the pain to get over to, you know, technically freedom. And so it's like, well, I'm just going to lie here in what we'd call comfortable pain. And so that's how a lot of us are living our life. It's like life's okay. It's not that bad. I can deal with it. You know, it it's not at it's full potential. My marriage isn't as great as it could be. The, the passion's not really there, but it's okay. You know, like I show up and I'm all right with the kids. I've got okay energy. The job I do and the money I make and the life I live, like it's, it's okay. I'm lying on that bed of nails. Like it's, it's comfortable. And then someone's like, hey man, like why don't we get you to your full potential? Have a really passionate marriage. Like do something that you really love, like be energized and driven and ambitious and have passion and all the things that, you know, deep down you really desire. The challenge though is in the moment, it's like, uh, that's quite a lot of work. <laughs> I'm, I'm cool with what I've got. That's comfortable pain. That's why I think it's actually one of the most dangerous areas to stay in for a man. Mm. So like your definition is very similar to mine. And you know, mine is, well, it's also kind of an analogy. So when I was thinking about this last night, I was thinking, imagine a zoo, right? You're an alpha male, right? Imagine if you were a lion. You know, you're, you have your own little sort of area or section in the zoo, right? You've got water, you know, food three times a day, 
someone's, you know, cleaning up the mess that you've left behind, you know, it's comfortable, right? Like you don't have to worry about having to go out there and hunt for your food because you know what's coming. You don't have to worry about being hunted because you're, well, you're protected, right? But the entire day, 24-7, 365, all you're doing is walking and pacing left to right, left to right. You might go play in the water here, here and there, but at the end of the day, like that's all your life is. And if you could imagine what the psychology of what this lion is going through right now, I'm sure he's thinking to myself, or he's thinking to himself, life can't be just like this. There has to be more to life. And if you think about it as a person, and this is, you know, like I said, I talk to about, you know, 15 to 20 guys on a daily basis. And a lot of guys at the end of the day, like they're safe, they're secure, like their needs are met. You know, they don't have to worry about where the next meal is coming from. They don't have to worry about, you know, if they've got a roof over their head today. You know, but at the end of the day, it's like, is this what life is all about? Like, I'm sure that there's more. So, like, you know, for me, I'm curious, like, how do you think that living life in this comfortable pain modality is destroying a man? Well, it goes down to a soul level. I can imagine, like you said there, like the line, but now transfer it back to the person listening, the man. Every single day, what are we doing? Get up, go to work, do what I have to do, come back, (laughs) go to bed, repeat over, over, over again. And it's like, well, where's the exploration? Where's the depth of understanding oneself? Where's the adventure? Where's the joy? Where's the drive? Where's the passion? And so I feel like I said at the start, man, like I genuinely believe like comfortable pain is the crisis. This is the crisis we are in. This is what a lot of men are stuck in. And I think, you know, there's probably a lot of guys that might be listening to this and get triggered by this conversation. Like I've met a lot of guys where I'm like, you know, how's that? Oh, man, I'm good. Okay. Yeah, what's that look? Oh, yeah, everything's okay. It's like, yeah, man, you ever thought about being, nah, I don't want to, I don't want to rattle the cage. Now, deep down, I'm like, why not? Why do you want to run? Oh, man, you know, it's, I'm comfortable. And it's, but you can see in their eyes, you can see deep down inside, man. It's like, this is it. Like, this is your life. This is it passing day by day. And you're cool with that. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm cool with it. Yet deep down, you know, after a little bit of time together and, you know, dialing in, you actually understand. It's like, well... I'm kind of scared to fucking do anything else. I'm a little bit afraid. I'm worried something might break or it's going to get challenging or it's going to get uncomfortable as I start to reach into new realms of how I operate as a father-husband leader. Do you feel like a lot of guys, that the reason why they stay in this mode is because that they're scared? I think there's part of it, man. Like, there's obviously some fear that holds them stuck. You know, I had fear around it for years because of pre-programming, like fear of failure, fear of making mistakes, fear of not being able to get what you desire, fear that oh, I'm going to put all this effort in to be a better person, to be a better version of myself. But what if it doesn't pay out? Like, uh, like that's a lot of effort. And I think there's a lot of guys that might think like that. And also too, it's like, Hey man, like it's again, like it's fucking comfortable. 
I know what I'm doing. There's a level of perceived certainty. I do this, I get this, I do this again, I get it again. It just goes around and round and round until, and I think this is the, the piece, it's like until the guy goes, I'm fucking bored or a crisis does occur. The wife says, hey, I'm fucking done or the kids start challenging the father and the, the family unit and all of a sudden they're like, holy shit, like I got, I got to do something here. But I feel like most guys, like when they really like generally have a look at themselves, that they know that, that the position they're in is not necessarily where they want to be, but they sort of have just fallen into it because well, it's practical or it's easy, right? Like you said, it's, it's comfortable. And also at the same time, it's like, I think a lot of people are just afraid to genuinely put themselves out there because they don't want to put risk into, you know, the family and, and putting, you know, because obviously they want to make sure that you know, that they're able to provide and whatever that they're doing now is able to just allow them to live. But that's all that they're doing is they're not really like living beyond what they're sort of what they could be doing, if that makes sense. Like a lot of people just settle. Mm. Yeah, 100%. And even if you go beyond business, man, it's, it requires work. It requires fucking work to start Raising your standards requires work. To lift your performance requires work. What's one thing we fucking like love more than anything else? Fucking comfort, man. Like the, I get it. I love comfort. Like I love going to bed at night. Like it feels so good when you hop into a comfortable bed at the end of your day and you got a pillow and a fucking sheet and the fans on. It's like, oh man, this is. So good. Like I could stay here forever. And then the alarm goes off in the morning and you're like, oh, man, really? It's like, I know if I stay in the bed, it's not going to serve me because I've tested it thousands of times. And I just feel like shit later on because I haven't started my day properly. And so I've got to put in the work. Like I've got to get a little bit uncomfortable at that point for the longer term reward that comes down the track. I just think we just get addicted to comfort, man. Like it's just, there's a perceived notion of control and we think we know what the fuck is going to happen and this is how I'm going to stay and let's all keep everything this way. So let me ask you this. And I think, you know, for me, I feel like comfortable playing a lot of guys, you know, have different phrases for it. Like I'm stuck in a rut. I'm in, you know, like, in like those kind of phrases. And I feel like for me, like that's all, it just means the same thing. Now, when you're in that position and you know you're being, you know, sort of just stuck, how do you push yourself to get out of it so that you can actually like do something? So that moment when the alarm clock goes off at four o'clock or five o'clock in the morning, and instead of hitting the snooze button and laying down for another 30, 40 minutes or playing around on Facebook, right? Like how do you push yourself to be able to get out and actually do what it is that you need to do so that you can have the life that you want? Well, I think a big thing is your environment, right? who you surround yourself with. It's the age-old analogy of, you know, this eagle that's born, but it's, it's raised by chickens. And so all of a sudden, it's this eagle's walking around with other chickens, like looking up to the sky, and they're all watching these eagles glide, and they're like, oh, man, imagine being an eagle. And even the baby eagle's like, oh, yeah, imagine. Like, that'd be so cool because it's hanging out with chickens. Well, we can't do that, you know? We all stay here and peck around and hang around on the ground. And so a big thing for me is like, who am I surrounding myself with? What's the environment I'm creating 
in order to continually grow. And that's where the brotherhood comes in. It's like, it's not just me every day. It's like there's a movement of men who are doing the work so that if I'm letting myself slide or I'm getting too comfortable, I just get inspired by these other men that are doing the work. And it's like, hang on a second, let's get back in the game, man. Because I know they're feeling great about it. And so through their work, it inspires me to do my work. And so it becomes this cycle. On my down days, they're pulling me up. On their down days, I'm pulling them up. So that's a big thing. I also preempt, mate. Like I acknowledge that my dark side, my shadow side is fucking lazy. Like I'm a lazy guy. I am addicted to comfort. So I have to change and moderate the way that things are in my environment. No alcohol. That's a comfort for me. It's like, well, man, we're going to remove it. Get it out. Four years. Same with drugs, right? Same with porn. It's a comfort. These things creep up over time. So I pull them away. So I've got this environment that doesn't allow me to just fall into my sloth self to go, well, I just need comfort, comfort, comfort. Because I know deep down, I know if I stay in comfort for too long, I do start to feel crap. Like you said there before, like guys where you start to feel you get stuck in a rut, you're not finding happiness and fulfillment, even though you've got all your comforts met, there is something missing. There is a deeper purpose, a deeper passion. And so I've got to keep that alive. It's like this, think of a fire inside, man. I've got this fire burning inside. I've got to keep putting logs on that thing to keep it burning. Because if I don't, it will fall back into a very small, tiny little spark that sits there and I'm, ba- you know, I'm barely living. I'm just surviving. Yeah. And I think a lot of guys are just like that, right? They're just doing enough of what is necessary to simply survive, but not really sort of push themselves beyond that. And I, I was watching, or I think I was watching or listening to something, and they were saying, like, imagine you've passed. Like the worst thing in life, or, you know, the worst thing that could ever happen to you is let's say you're at that point where you're speaking to God and God is in front of you, right? And he hands you over a card. And that card says, it shows a picture of our life, of the life that you could have had if you actually lived your full potential. Yeah. Like imagine, like right now, just think about it. Like, like close your eyes, think about, man, if I don't do anything right now and I'm at that moment when I'm 110 years old and God you know, slides over that card and I'm watching, call it an iPad because right, technology these days, and you're sitting there going, damn, that's the life I could have had if I would have just pushed myself and really just go beyond that comfort zone. If I would have taken that step or if I would have never let fear take over, I could have had everything that I wanted, right? I could have had that relationship with the kids. I could have had that, that relationship with a partner. Or maybe I didn't have to you know, work so hard you know, two, weeks to, you know, two weeks on, two weeks off, and I could have just stayed at home if we could have just did this or so many what ifs, right? But like at the end of the day, a lot of guys out there, I think, will never really do anything. Yeah. In, in your view then, like with all the men you speak with, what do you think stops them from doing something about this? Like fear. what is it about us and what fear of what? Fear of failure. And this is the crazy. So I spoke to a gentleman the other day. And when I asked him immediately, I go, why are you looking at working on yourself? Why do you want to be better? Right. Because everything, because I asked him to tell me, like, you know, there's a quick sort of synopsis about him and his life. Right. Life is pretty good. 
He's got, I think, three kids. The job is doing really well. Uh, the relationship with the wife is sort of, you know, rocky. And he goes, you know, the one thing that stops me most is I'm afraid of failing. He goes, at the job, I do really, really well. And, you know, a lot of people at the job come to me to ask for advice because at that point, in, like that side of my life, I'm comfortable and I'm confident in myself. But outside of it, I'm scared. I'm not the same person, you know, at home as I am at work because at home and everything else in my personal life, I'm scared of failing. I'm scared that I'm not good enough. I'm scared that if I try something and then I'm not successful at it, I suffer from anxiety because of it. So when we were, when we were you know, talking, like that's all that he kept bringing up was how, how much he was scared. And I go, well, how, how serious are you about actually wanting to be better? He goes, I'm serious, but I'm scared. And then out of nowhere, the, vono, you know, the tone of his voice changed. And all of a sudden, he, he's like, Mike, I got to go. You know, I'll, let's just talk another time. And I go, Is, are you, do you really have to go? Or are you just afraid of actually taking the steps to be the, be, you know, the best version of yourself? And I asked him, I go, look, 2023 is coming up. Do you really want to live 2023 the same way you lived 2021, 20, 22, or even the past 10 or 15 years? And he had no answer. And you could tell by the tone of his voice that he got really, really anxious because he's afraid to step out of his comfort zone. Do you think they're afraid of failing or the discomfort that is likely to come with it? I think everybody is afraid of the discomfort when you're about to do something that is out of your control in a way, right? It's kind of like, you know, I'll never forget the first job where I had to move from a PC to a Mac, right? And it's like, that's stupid. Why can't we just stay with a PC? I know, you know, the PC works, Macs or whatever, whatever, whatever. And it's kind of like that same thing. It's like, when you're used to doing something day in, day out, you know, getting out of that routine scares the hell out of a lot of people. Yeah, but again, it's like, were you, so when you had to make that transition, were you scared of it? Or was it like, it was just uncomfortable? Like, I can't be fucked. Like, yeah, just why, can't be why are we doing all this work? Exactly. Mm. What's the point of switching new systems? What's the point of switching a new route, right? Like, if you're taking a road trip, what's the point of going a different route where I know, if I stay on this highway, it's going to get me to my destination. And therein lies the dichotomy. Because you think about it, we, like, you know, we're talking to men here, but we keep doing the same things over and over and over, but expecting a different result. Exactly. And we're just doing it over and over again. Same habits, traits, characteristics, beliefs, etc. And this is why, you know, we talk adamantly about the importance of identity. Like, we desire a different outcome. We want better relationships. We want more fulfillment, more happiness, more joy, more money, more connection, more insert whatever it is you desire. Yet it comes to, hey, well, to do that, we're going to have to make a shift. Instead of taking this path that you've been taking for the past decade, we're going to take a different path. And all of a sudden, this resistance comes up like, oh, oh man, I don't want to you know, going back to your computer analogy, I don't want to go across to a Mac, but man, it's going to give you all this. Yeah, well, I don't know, it might not. It's like, yeah, but it has 10,000 times <laughs> for 10,000 other people. 
Why would you? Yeah, well, mine might be different. And then it's like, well, what's under that resistance in that moment? And I believe, you know, having done the work on myself and then also with, you know, countless other men, is the resistance is around the discomfort. It's around the work. It's like, I don't want to hop out of the warm shower. I don't want to hop out of the comfy bed. It feels too nice in here. However, when you stay in there too long, it starts to become boring. You do know the outcome and it's not what you desire because the outcome is what you have right now. And so a shift has to occur. And I think that's where the resistance happens, man. And this is where we talk about commitment. So there's two ways a man can go about this. One is you wait for the fucking universe to push you in the new direction, i.e. a crisis sets in, wife leaves you, you lose your job, fucking COVID hits, you know, business falls apart, uh, health issues, you know, children move out of home, don't want to talk to you anymore, you lose your shit, you blow up at home, like whatever, whatever it is, insert that. That's a crisis. That's a forced hand. It will make you change direction. Option two is, hey, I know if I keep doing what I'm doing, I'm not going to be living at my fullest potential. There is opportunity here. I don't want to wait for the crisis. I'm going to step into it now. I'm going to make that commitment. I'm ready for the fucking discomfort. I know it's going to hurt. I know it's going to be ugly. I know it's going to hurt, uh, be you know, uncomfortable through it because it's all a learning process as I go through. And so each man has that opportunity every fucking moment, every day. Wait for the crisis, man. It'll fucking move you very quickly. However, me personally, it's going to make you move when you least fucking want it to move. Versus, hey, you've got the opportunity to do it now on your own terms, through your own timing, to be able to make that shift, to be that better version of yourself. Which do you choose? That's Ben Salkeld, and I'm Michael, and this has been another episode of the Rising Kings podcast. So that's it for this week's show. We really hope you enjoyed it. Uh, make sure that you head over to iTunes, uh, rate and review the show. This really helps us get the message out there to ensure we're doing our part in helping others you know, raise their standards and live to their highest order. Also too, if you haven't already, you can apply to join our free Facebook group where we take this conversation deeper and further. And then finally, if you want additional resources, etc., head over to risingkings.com.au. Have an awesome week. Stay strong.